welcome to this week's edition for the Wise Up TX podcast. This is your host, Ezra Siddiqui. As a reminder, Wise Up TX is my platform to educate the South Asian and Muslim community about Texas and national politics. You can find us on all forms of social media, such as YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is at WiseUpTX. You can check out our website, www.wiseuptx.com. And last but not least, you can hear our podcast segments airing on Radio Zad on Mondays on Coffee Mornings with Aisha. All right, folks, for today's segment, it is called Tribute to His Country, an interview with Kizer Khan. Uh, Kizer Khan came to Austin, Texas on Saturday, and he was kind enough to do an interview for us, which I am very, very excited to share with all of y'all. Um, <clears throat> I did want to go over some news real fast that's been happening. Um, on the federal level, there has been a new tax plan that has been unveiled that is supposedly very detrimental to the middle class. Um, it's already passed in the U.S. Senate, but it is going to the House and unless it passes there, it would probably die. So it is very imperative for you to, you know, wise up a little on this tax plan, how it could impact you. Um, I have been posting articles on my Facebook and Twitter accounts, so make sure you check those out. And once you do realize that it may have a detrimental impact on you, a negative impact, then it would be best to call your Texas House of Representatives to let them know how you feel that they should vote either way on the bill. So definitely keep your eyes peeled on this legislation because it could have huge lasting impacts um, on the country as a whole. Um, moving on to state politics, we have um, not any legislation happening because, you know, they're not in session, but they have been discussing a lot of the sexual harassment cases that have been ongoing at the Texas Capitol, and they are attempting to formulate some sort of guideline as to, um, you know, how to curb this type of situation. So they've been taking testimony. They've been hearing what others um, have to say about it. So if this is a topic that's very important to you, I suggest you reach out to your Texas representatives that represent you on the state level and uh, discuss with them um, any thoughts or ideas you may have. All right, folks, um, on to this interview. I just wanted to, you know, discuss a little bit about his speech that he did in Austin, which was exceptionally compelling. It was poignant. Um, obviously, when he was talking about the loss of his son, um, Humayun Khan, uh, who, you know, sacrificed his life um, and, you know, saved his, I believe, um, the soldiers he was with um, from a suicide bomb that went off. And you may recall Kizer Khan was there at the DNC convention and he very famously asked Donald Trump, um, have you ever read the U.S. Constitution? And, you know, throughout his speech here in Austin, he, you know, took out that copy of the Constitution. He talked about how his initial speech was 12 pages long and how he had to cut it down because he only gave him two minutes to speak. And it was his wife that um, cut his speech down by a lot. And um, actually, the very first sentence that he wanted to say in that speech was, I've written these words myself. I have not plagiarized Mrs. Obama's speech. And that really got a lot of laughs. And as you can tell, his wife asked him to not say those words and made him edit it out. Um, you know, he has a new book out, actually two of them. One is about the Constitution, and he is 
tailoring it towards middle school kids to make sure that they understand the Constitution. And he thinks that if there was another amendment to the U.S. Constitution that he would like to add another amendment which is mandatory and that would be that everyone has to read the Constitution. It is mandatory to do so. And um, the other one would be that everyone read the oath that makes an immigrant become a citizen, that oath that immigrants take to become U.S. citizens. So that's what he would um, like to add. His other book is called An American Family, and it's a memoir of hope and sacrifice in which he talks about from childhood to, you know, his story growing up in Pakistan and then immigrating here to the States. So I haven't had a chance to fully read it yet, but I highly recommend it. It's um, available at all bookstores these days. Some of the other things that he talked about um, during the Austin's um, speech was, you know, his grandfather really liked Rumi and quoted a lot from it. And one sentence I really took away from it was, you know, if you're thirsty, be a river for others, um, for other people to drink. Um, just essentially that you may need things, but um, always make sure you're there for others. And I, I found that to be a very profound um, statement. Uh, I wish we could all really utilize that into our lives, um, you know, just stop and take a moment to realize that we still need to help others, no matter how difficult our situations may be. Um, he really goes on with his book about, you know, giving tribute to this country and um, why he wanted to, you know, speak at the DNC convention, which is a question I did ask in the interview, so you'll definitely get to hear about that later. And... Um, he had a really great point about, you know, sometimes time chooses you. And right now we as a society have been chosen in this difficult time of history with, you know, Donald Trump being our president, with a lot of hate happening in our country. Um, you may have heard Donald Trump tweeting, um, retweeting um, Britain First, which um, is a very Islamophobic Twitter account that, you know, has fake news of, you know, Muslims doing certain things or exaggerating certain situations. And it, you know, shows a lot of bigoted hate. And, you know, Donald Trump was just tweeting that last week. And so it's true, you know, that this is a difficult time. And we will all want to make sure that we can look back and say that we did whatever we could during this difficult time. And I couldn't agree with him more that, we have to do everything possible to make sure, you know, bigotry doesn't perpetuate here in this country. Um, one great question was asked was, is it hard to be 100% Muslim and an American? And he replied that it wasn't at all. And he had a, um, quoted a scholar that came to America and said that he actually found Islam in America because in America, you know, they fight for human fairness, and that is what Islam is about. And he said how people listen to the dogma of, oh, how many times you should pray and what you should do. And he really emphasized to take the spirit of our faiths um, to uplift human dignity, and that's what America is about. Um, although the history of America hasn't always been about equality and fairness, but it's something that the country is currently trying to strive for, although we currently seem like we're in a setback. So... I thought that was really interesting how he um, answered that question. So the last question, um, one of the last questions or statements I want to discuss is, you know, they asked, you know, when you visit your son's tombstone, what do you say? And, you know, he stated that they were really blessed to have him for 27 years. And ever since his son has passed, there have been so many stories of, about what a courageous individual he was and how he'd always promised people to protect them. And he was very much saying that, you know, he 
he really, you know, prays and wants to stand up for all those on behalf of all his sons and daughters that have sacrificed their lives for our country. And that was such a compelling statement to me. Not very many South Asians really, you know, look to our veterans or those that have served with such, um, with such, you know, with such a profound sense of, you know, oh, wow, we really understand the sacrifices you have made for our country. Okay. Well, now that you know about a little background of um, what I heard on in Austin on Saturday, um, I'm going to move on forward to the interview. And just a reminder that he does have two books out, and both of the proceeds of the books goes towards a scholarship at the Uni University of Virginia. It's called the Captain Humayun Khan Memorial Scholarship, so 100% of the proceeds go there. So it's definitely a book that you would may want to get and definitely would like to support. All right, folks, let's move on to the interview. I hope you all enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kazir Khan. I'm so happy to have you on my podcast and to have you on Radio Azad. So, welcome to Texas. Thank How are you. you enjoying it so Thank far? You. It's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. Good to meet everybody. Oh, that's great. And um, is this your first stop in Texas, or how many? No, no, no. Texas is uh, is not new. My, when we first came in 1980, we came to Houston. In fact. Oh, really? We had stayed in Houston. We tell all of that story in our book. Uh, but uh, so Texas is not uh, not new. Austin is. I never came to Austin. Okay, and how about Dallas? Uh, yes, I've been, been to, to Dallas, Dallas a couple of times and have met the community and the uh, Muslim community. And Dallas is very vibrant. Same thing is in Houston. Uh, and, uh, so Texas is, uh, is is wonderful. Oh well, thank you so much. Um, so, you um, gained the spotlight when you had that magnificent speech during the DNC. Um, very poignant, you know, speaking about your son and, you know, asking Trump if he had read the Constitution. What, have you, what was the reason you came to the DNC convention? Like, what motivated you to come and speak at that event? We were, when the invitation to come and speak came, we were advised not to go. Really? Because... You know, we are humble, private people, non-political. That the aftermath of such event is that your integrity, your professional reputation. I practice law, so professional integrity is absolutely important. We were told not to go. But before we made the decision what was taking place, that bigoted statement, most bigoted statement of elections history, when Trump made a statement, then candidate Trump, said that I will ban all Muslims if I became president. Right. All Hispanics will be thrown out of this country because they are criminals. Women don't deserve equal dignity. Right. And judges are partial. So wherever we would go after that, people know that I practice law. Small children, elementary, middle school kids would approach me, especially in our community. Uh -huh. They would say, are we going to be thrown out of here? Right. Are we, can we finish our elementary school? But we right. were born here. Right. Where would we go? We don't know any other place. So, um, 
So those questions were being asked, and I would hearten them. I would tell them that to uh, read the 14th Amendment, Section 1, Equal Protection of Law, Due Process. And so uh, this was taking place on one side. The invitation came uh, that there would be a tribute to Captain Humayun Khan because there was tributes to other Gold Star families as well throughout right. the convention. Uh, we told them that, uh, can we think about it for a couple of days? We consulted our children, they told us do not go. We talked to our other friends, they told us do not go. Okay. But then came a card from four children. That's the card that sent us to go and speak. And the line in the card said, Mr. and Mrs. Khan, can you make sure that Maria is not thrown out of this country? She's uh -huh. our friend. We love her. Meaning that those children were still concerned. When I right. showed that card to Vazala, she said to me, she said, this is our invitation. We should go and speak on behalf of and, and really, um, you know, I was watching it, you know, on my TV screen, and I, I can't begin to, one, it was so exciting to see, you know, a Desi person on stage, you know, we're very underrepresented in American politics, for sure, and so it was something for us to see, and your story was just so, you know, it was just so poignant, so um, emotional, but it was so touching for so many of us that, you know, this person, you know, your son had sacrificed his life for this country, and um, and you're, you know, really emphasizing why it's so important for all immigrants to be accepted in America. The, you know, the impact that we give, you know, and it's so often that you know Muslims are not considered or Desis are not considered, you know, part of the American fabric, and that gets exceptionally frustrating. So you're a representation of that, and that was so, I think, exciting for many Desis. And you know, I want to move on to many people, especially my parents' generation, they care about the politics that's going on in Pakistan and in India and not really focusing us to what's happening here. What is your advice as to why our community or the Desi community should get involved in American politics and local politics too, like Texas politics as well? Well, first, the comments that you made, I have a footnote to add. Okay. I implore all Muslims, if they feel concerned that they are not being accepted or they are being discriminated, for them to know what their place is in this society. We've been here since 1700. We just don't know. The ignorance that display that hate and division in the nation, they do not know that. We have contributed to this nation since 1700. We came here, we were brought here, we have continued to contribute to this nation and its well-being since then. So this is nothing new. It's just out of ignorance they utter such hateful uh, comments. So that's one. Second thing, rights are not given on plate to you. You claim your rights. If you're going to be considering yourself as immigrants forever, what is the use of coming to this country? This is a democratic country. Right. In democracy, you're counted if you speak. If you remain quiet, you're not counted. And that is the problem that most Muslims, especially from subcontinent, they have to get up. They have to claim their rights. They have to participate and speak. Without participation, you will never be counted. You will right. always be treated as an outsider. 
Right. This is the decision that our communities have to make. And I see that throughout the nation. We suffer with this complex of, well, we are immigrants. Not at all. It's for the sake of our children. We are as equal participant in this nation, in this country, as any other community. We must claim that. We must participate in the politics. In democracies like United States, you are not counted if you do not participate. Agreed. Meaning what? Meaning that you contribute to the elections. You, on 7th of November, you stand up and you go and vote right. in elections. You support your candidates, regardless of which candidate you right. represents your point of view, represents your interests, but you must stand up. That is what happened in New Jersey. That is what happened in Virginia. Look today in New Jersey. We have a governor that is so sympathetic to the Muslim causes. Phil Murphy, I campaigned for him. I went community to community to community on his behalf. He's sympathetic to us. In Virginia, I campaigned for Ralph Norden and Mark Herring for Attorney General today. If somebody raises a finger towards Muslim, the governor and the attorney general will stand immediately to support Muslims because we supported them. They right, understand our concern. At the airport, at Dulles Airport, when the first Muslim ban was announced, Terry McAuliffe and the Lieutenant Governor Ralph Nordham and Mark Herring showed up at the airport and told the airport administration that we will shut down this airport if Muslims are given hard time. It is that that takes place when you participate. Right. The leaders, the political leaders begin to understand your concerns and they defend you. It is that that I implore our Muslim communities, our, especially our community from subcontinent, Pakistan, we don't get that idea, that, that message that we must participate. Without right. participation, we are doing a disservice to our children. We, right. are keep, we are remaining with this mentality, well, we are immigrants here. Not anymore. If that is the mentality you're going to continue, go back and live where you came from. Do not, do not jeopardize our children's lives. Do not jeopardize their rights, their place in this society. They are equal citizens. We must participate. We must remain standing on their behalf, on our behalf. Okay. Thank you so much for this advice. I hope my listeners will take heed to it. Uh, I also want to tell everyone that you have a new book that came out, correct? There are this two books. Not two only books, one. okay. This one is more important. This is our, this constitution. is our constitution. This is written for the benefit of our middle school children. Okay. So that they read. And this book is more popular than this one. An, Ameri the reason, an the American reason, family, right? This is about your that, life. The reason is that this is for our future generations. Okay. We are very much part of this country. We must contribute in all shapes and forms. And this is our contribution so that the coming generation will remember that we made them realize the good values of this country. Okay. Well, thank you again so much. It was so nice chatting with you. All right, and that was our interview with Kizer Khan. I hope you all enjoyed it and found it enlightening. Um, I think he brought up some really valid points about why it's so important for us to be involved, for us to be civically engaged, um, for us to understand 
um, why we need to be at the table to show up. And as you can see from Kizir Khan's past experiences, he has shown up to the table and has campaigned for people, gone out to vote. And, um, and that's the reason why a lot of these politicians are taking that into account and making sure to protect the South Asian and Muslim communities. So I hope you all will take that into account. Don't forget, the primaries are coming up in March of 2018, and in November 2018, we will have another big nationwide election. So it's definitely something to keep in mind. It's never too late to start now, start registering people to vote, become a voter registrar, um, find out a campaign that you would like to be involved in and volunteer there. Um, there are so many ways to get involved um, without you know, just donating money or showing up to vote. There's several other things that you can do. So, so I hope you all will keep that in mind and really try and um, make a difference. I mean, look at the hardships that Kizir Khan has gone through. He's lost a son in such a tragic circumstance, you know, but it was, you know, for our country, the sacrifices his son made, make sure they're not in vain. And, um, the best thing you can do is to get involved. So I hope you all will um, take that into account. All right, folks, that's our segment for today. Don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media. Again, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and our handle is at WiseUpTX. You can also check out our website, www.wiseuptx.com. And remember, everyone, let's get educated, let's get wiser, and let's start giving a hoot. Until next time.